This episode of Says Who, like every episode of Says Who, is brought to you by you through your support of our work at patreon.com slash says who. Yes, your $2 and $5 and $10 and all the dollars help us make this happen. And we send fun stuff to you like stickers and pins and soon maps and coping boxes and all boxes sorts of, of good things. And no um, snakes. There are no snakes coming to you via the weird. mail from us, at least. I mean, who can say? Patreon.com slash says who. It's Maureen again. Look, it's like I always say books. Holidays are coming. You might need a gift. Maybe for somebody. Here's a thing I recommend. Books. Also, maybe you want a mystery book. Truly devious. The paperback, like seven bucks. You can buy that. You can, if you really push, you can stick in a stocking. I mean, it depends on the size, but you really shove a thing in there. You can get it in there. Uh, you could just leave it by someone's door with uh, like a note that just says you on it. Or, you know, you can just, again, always fling it out a window at somebody. Give it to a neighbor you don't know. Just shake it at people on the street. Um, and because the, the final book is coming, the hand on the wall. Well, I say final, but there might be breaking news on that. Final book of Fuck this. Fuck you. Final book of this story. This everything is completed in the hand on the wall, but it might not be the last time you see these characters in other stories. Are they gonna be in the new Star Wars movie? Yes. <gasps> you read my fanfic. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. We're gonna go serve crimes in space. Love it. Please, Grime. Please buy books. Thank you. Hey, everyone. This is Dan. And uh, after a glorious week off, the impeachment hearings are starting again. This time, they seem like they're going to be weird. Anyway, I'm writing about them every single day and will send you an email summing them up so that you don't have to deal with it. If you go to impeachment.fyi, you can sign up and get an email from me every day and watch me deteriorate mentally over the month of December. Impeachment.fyi. Just subscribe for Daniel at impeachment.fyi. Oh, it's even better this week. Man, you do a better job than me selling this shit. That's right. Books. Impeachment. I just threw I just threw a pair of scissors across my table. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. <laughs> We're doing well. It just flew off my hand. What why do you have scissors on your hand? I spin them when I talk. Oh god, Dan. What? You you said like they're... a fidget spinner, but deadly. But but Dan. You mean the whole time we talk, you just spin scissors on your hand? I I gotta I gotta move my hands while I'm engaged in these conversations. So scissors or what? Sometimes it's pens. Scissors is a bad choice, Dan. It's a bad choice. Well, what's available? 
It's the most wonderful time of the year. Da, 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 da. Put this the lights up and all these Christmas balls around. Uh, it's the hi, Dan. Do you see all these lights I'm putting up? Who's hey, putting Maureen. the lights on her tree? Yeah, they look real it's great. It's me. It's me. Great. Dan? Man. Dan. Huh? You don't sound what? jolly. It's the holiday month. Uh, I mean... Well, sure, but there's a lot between Lights, now and then, Maureen. Cookies, we got new Im- company impeachment hearings start. Things that jingle. It's going to probably vote on whether or not they're impeaching the president by in the you know days before Christmas. What is there to be jingly about right now? Look at these sparkly lights, Dan. I mean, they're nice, they're yeah. festive, but uh, it's hard. It's hard, Maureen. It's hard for my brain to get into this mood. Dan, has impeachment got you? just grumped you out of the out of the holiday spirit do you need to get a taste of the holiday spirit i mean i guess uh i mean what are what what how are things looking with the uh impeachment i mean you know there's positive things happening uh, just... uh i think we'll probably get into that so it's I, I don't want to drag your but jingle Dennis, down, Maureen. Just jingle it up. Get those lights up. It's fine. Everything's fine. Is it? Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. I'm Maureen Johnson. It's, I, it's, it's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. You did that all wrong, Wait, but it's what fine. I, what did I it's do? It's fine, Maureen. What? You're supposed to say this isn't a podcast, and then you wait, and then oh. you, I say it's a coping strategy, and I say my name, and then okay, you say your name. Okay, welcome to Says Who. It's what we do every week. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. <laughs> it's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. <laughs> and I'm Maureen Johnson. Says Huvia, we have had a series of technical issues for the last 25 minutes. Uh, It is a minor miracle that this podcast is happening at all at this point. And who knows? This is some Millennium Falcon shit right now where we're just banging on stuff to keep. Come on. Uh, Holy cow. Everything's fine. It's tiring. It's fine. It's all fine. It's all fine. Hey. It's December, Maureen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The month of December. How how was your Thanksgiving? It was pretty good. It was um you know, it's not an exciting holiday, but uh it's my it's my least favorite holiday. But I try to make it better every year. Yes. And uh one and? well, one of the things I did or attempted to do was block One America News on the televisions. And um, turns out I I only blocked it on the television. I tested it on a side television. And I thought I, but okay. I thought it would block it system wide. And it didn't. It only blocked it on that. T- so I tried. Oh. But I tried. I made a valiant effort um, to block. Hey, A for effort. Well, now what to do next time? Because none of that. It's true. I got You're ready. into a climate change fight. Um, oh, good. Well, you know, if I think if you if you're someone if you 
have a relative who says, I'm up on, I'm on the fence about this clown. And you're like, I think you have to say, well, fuck off off that fence. <laughs> yeah. What fence? What fence? Not really a fence. Because no. it's underwater. It's not opinion. I think that's one of the main stumbling blocks for me when I deal with people I know who are of these persuasions is that they say things like, well, that's just my opinion about things that aren't true. Like when I, right. when I got into a scrap about someone about the history of the Confederacy and they were like, that's my opinion. And I was like, it's just some stuff that was made up. So it's not an opinion. These aren't opinions. They don't, people don't seem to know what opinion is. No. No, like, you know, I think uh, eggs are delicious and you don't like eggs at all. Those are mm -hmm. opinions. But actual fact and the denial of that fact is it's not opinion. It's definitely what's making my brain feel like a pumice stone, like lightweight, full of holes, you know, <laughs> kind of scratchy. <laughs> I, I feel the erosion happening in my system and I am trying to refresh my system. It, it's why we're all so tired. Um, yeah. But uh, no, it's great. Um, puppy was good. Family was basically good. Uh, yeah. Ate a, made a lot of very bad nutritional choices, including not being able to find anything to <sighs> eat and eating an almost entire bag of Cool Ranch Doritos because I don't get Doritos ever. And they only have them at my parents' house. So when I find them, I just start eating them like they're a lost food that Man. society has. I love Cool Ranch uh, Doritos. I made some disgusting food choices, Dan. Disgusting. Yeah, they are. They are very hard to eat. Uh, not just a entire bag in one sitting for sure. I don't I don't indulge in them much. But boy, those are a. Those are a real treat. My favorite thing about Cool Ranch Doritos, Maureen, and you may well know this because you are you are a traveled individual. If you leave the country, Cool Ranch Doritos are not called Cool Ranch. They're called Cool American. Mm. There's a pizza. Because ranch, ranch dressing flavor is not a universal. There's a flavor of pizza. But Americans being weird and overindulgent is, apparently. There's a pizza in England called a Hot American. And I forget what's on it, but it's they have a hot... It's like... <laughs> what is it's, going you on? You can order a Hot American. Where? Like, is this is like I anywhere? Think, it's like an established I, flavor? I like a so. Like a Hawaiian? A hot American. Yeah, there is there is something, but every time I try to put in, like when I've tried to click one of these links, I'm just getting uh, just killed with pop-ups and so yeah. American. That sounds like looking at recipes oh, on the internet. American hot pepperoni, onions, chilies, and green peppers. Oh, I, that's a good pizza. That's a pizza yeah. that I eat, and I am a hot American, so checks out. But Dan, hmm. Well, first, how was yours? Thanksgiving. It was good. We just uh we just chilled out. We played we 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 are playing as a family, Maureen Johnson. We are playing a multiplayer Stardew Valley. 
uh, yes. with myself, Janice, the 14-year-old running the computers, and the four-year-old just running between the three of us as happy as you can possibly imagine, because all three of us are on the screen at the same time. I so heard there were good uh, updates. Yeah, they just released a big update to Stardew Valley, and it is uh, it is like a, a whole new game. If you have gone through to the end, there suddenly is now an end past the end. Uh, there are all sorts of cool new things. You can build a fish pond in your, in your, uh, in your farm where you can raise fish. Nope. Um, I don't want to, I'm so bad at fishing. So bad at it. Well, this is much easier, but you need to have caught a fish or buy a fish, uh, ahead of time because it basically, you can just plop your pole in and bloop, put the fish comes right out. um, yeah, there's tons and tons of stuff. It's really was really fun and it's really fun to play uh as a family and to have the 4-year-old so engaged. He loves it. He loves it. He has a like a he has a lockbox of a brain, so basically we can just ask him what are the things we need to finish the community center and he will rattle it all off and he knows when what who's around on what days wow. and it's it's fun. Little guy it was great. And I made Disney World style turkey legs. And boy, they turned out amazing, Maureen Johnson. Whoa. I think you lead a better life than I do, but I'm not sure. I don't. I don't. Because you are a successful author and movie star. And I'm just a guy in a basement. Throwing scissors around. Um kicking desks yep. and working on impeachment.fyi, which is just busting out all over. Everybody loves it. It's everywhere. The New York Times wrote about it in a slightly weird story. But hey. But hey. Press is press. Remember when you just had that they, little they, idea? They talked about the impeachment industrial complex, oh. basically. And it was like CNN and the Washington Post and NPR and me. <laughs> like, which one of these things is not like the other? Well, Dan... Also, when I was getting ready to go, I was uh, I just kind of was like, no more, no more news for a day. I just went a little break while I was packing and running around because I, I came back from Miami and I had about a very quick turnover before I had to leave for Thanksgiving on Tuesday morning. because That's when we got our ride yeah. out. So I was basically I do a thing where I put on headphones and I run around the house and I do all the things I need to do. And I was like, what would be a good thing to listen to while doing this? And obviously it was re-listening to a six-hour Watergate documentary that I'd seen before, but I hadn't seen in a little while. So it was why oh, wow. to go back in and really give it a good, good listen. Oh, that's a good that's a good reminder that we need to record part two of the Watergate story for our town watch. You know, it's weird for all the times you listen. It It is such a big, lumpy story. It's a, I guess what, what I'm saying is these large scale problems, criminal conspiracies are lumpy. They're cumbersome. They don't fit neatly in a sack. They're like a sack of cats. You know, they're, you know, they're, they're stretching out all over. They're freaking out. Impeachment is like a sack of cats. Um, it is. But has anything been going on in Trump world or is all kind of cool and chilled out and normal and legal? 
Uh, well, Maureen Johnson, I think just as we sat down to record, uh, you were typing something into the notes that is close to breaking news, I believe, which is that he has once again lost an appeal that, uh, this one around his financial, the house attempt subpoenaing financial records from Deutsche Bank, right? Yes. And Capital One, which I don't know, for some reason feels so, like, I don't know. Capital One just seems like one of those banks that's like, because they have those coffee shop banks. It just feels very like he has to go in and get a latte and stand there and go like, I'm try- trying to do fraud. Um, <laughs> just seems like he has one of those credit cards where the photo is a photo of him. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, so as somebody tweeted this morning, for someone who has nothing to hide, Trump sure does hide a lot, try to hide a lot, and he yeah, he is constantly, constantly, constantly fighting requests to get information. I yeah. mean, th- I feel like that's maybe all he does all goddamn day is fight off people trying to find out what the fuck he's doing. In all aspects yeah. of his and life. He's, he's, he is not doing well in those fights. No. You know, like that's one of the interesting things is sort of like parallel to the impeachment uh, proceedings has been that there are all of these lawsuits that date back to like the spring now. Um, that are reaching the, you know, federal appeals court levels um, that he has instigated around a lot of the same things that are at issue in the impeachment proceeding, which is essentially the White House declaring that they have, this is literally a quote, absolute immunity from congressional subpoena. And so you have This, the House trying to get uh, financial records from Deutsche Bank. You have um, the House trying to get tax records from his accountant. Uh, You have the House trying to get Don McGahn, former uh, White House counsel, to testify. Uh, All three of those have hit appeals court levels because he keeps losing all of the various court um, decisions and and then keeps appealing and they are suddenly all hitting at the exact same time that the White House is using the same argument of absolute immunity uh, to block all sorts of folks from uh, from testifying in the impeachment proceedings. So it's it is a ridiculous confluence of events that feels like, holy cow, he keeps losing, but they're all getting appealed up to the Supreme Court. And we have no fucking clue, A, what will happen there, and B, how long it's going to take. And some people think the whole strategy is just to run out the clock. Well, even, think about it, Dan. We spent all of our time. We, oh, do you know that the guy in charge of America is a fucking lunatic? He's nuts. <laughs> like, every day, I feel like... <laughs> Like everything gets, it's like you restart your brain. You're like, wait a minute. This guy is bananas. He's not a good guy. We elected Donald Trump to be president. We're doomed if we let ourselves. I mean, even 
Even He can't even give us a straight answer about why he goes to the doctor. He can't tell us the truth about anything because he's a goddamn weirdo. Like, Dan, I had a terrible uncle once. I had several terrible uncles. This was a brother of the one with the bird who committed suicide, the one that used to keep her money in jars. Her <laughs> yeah. brother was a, just a mean Ebenezer Scrooge type dude. Very penny-pinching. Used to like save every dime ever. And he, he just wanted to have like a million dollars in the bank. And it yeah. took him like 80 years, but he had it. But he would go around to relatives who were on hard, in hard times because of medical issues, job loss, et cetera, and just be like, how much money you got? I have this much. Like he would do oh, stuff like boy. this all the time. But one of the things he was famous for doing was mocking people who got cancer. It was a thing he did. So then when he got cancer, wow. he wouldn't tell anybody because he'd been making fun of people who had cancer, which is a thing. Oh, God. Yes. Jeez. A thing. No. Yes. And I feel uh. like Trump fits in with that kind of mindset of he just does such weird, terrible stuff, has this weird, terrible mind. Like, it's so, such a malign personality that we can't even get yeah. a straight answer about why he has to go get a doctor, have a doctor's appointment. Definitely. Definitely. And Maureen Johnson, to that end, we have discussed before on this podcast about Trump's weird health beliefs. The biggest one being that he believes the human body is like a battery, mm. has a finite amount of energy within it. And if you exercise, you deplete that energy faster than if you don't. It turns out uh, this was a, a few different people were tweeting about this over Thanksgiving week, uh, buried in a New York Times piece about Trump's social media use from earlier in November. Um they there is this kind of throwaway sentence. Mr. Trump rarely tweets in front of others, those close to him say, because he does not like to wear reading glasses to see the screen. This is what I'm talking about. And it turns it turns out that uh, Ashley Feinberg, our friend, has been on the podcast, one of the best Internet weird shit investigative reporters I have ever met has uncovered all sorts of wild shit, including most recently Mitt Romney's, uh, his, his, uh, private Twitter account. Anyway, she did a big investigation into whether or not Donald Trump needs glasses. <laughs> she found that, he had to testify in a civil case in 2014. Uh, and in that testimony, he asked the judge if he could borrow the judge's reading glasses. And according to a photo caption uh, in the Sun Sentinel at the time, quote, Trump quipped that he should wear them all the time, but he's too vain. He has... She goes on to document a bunch of different times that he makes fun of people for wearing glasses, um, that there are she finds a few photos of Trump actually wearing reading glasses and almost all of them. He's like sitting in a limousine or something where he, he feels like he is actually fully in private. But Maureen Johnson, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. If you 
consider the fact that this is a man who needs glasses but refuses to wear them because he thinks that glasses are for dorks. Mm -hmm. It explains why he squints all the time. It explains his fear of stairs. Mm. It explains his balance issues. It explains the enormous teleprompter text that he has on the occasions that he does use a teleprompter because it is like three words fit on a teleprompter when he's got uh, when he's got one up. And it explains those giant notes written in Sharpie that you can read from, you know, 40 feet away. I mean, yeah. And that's also goes well beyond reading glasses. He, He just needs a pair of glasses. Yeah. He just needs a pair of glasses. Or, you know what? Contact lenses. Or, you know what? Lasix. Or something. Like, we have solutions for this yeah. shit. But a pair of glasses is a real fucking easy one. And they're nice. Yeah. Contacts, just put My them in. My guess is he won't do contacts because he thinks eyeballs are gross. Like, that dude's not touching an eyeball. His own or anyone else's. LASIK, my guess is that's far too space age modern. Like they're shooting lasers into my eyes. No way. Like what a what an easily correctable thing. Like what what we've had glasses for a long time, Dan. That is technology we've had. Like you could see, yeah. If you wanted to right now, Donald, you could see shit. It, like it's not a problem. Yeah. Like there are literally, literally, but I mean that's there are people at the mall who can help you with that. Like. <laughs> You know, it's not it's not complicated. <laughs> Probably a really top-notch sunglass hut might even have somebody. <laughs> Don't even need to go into a store, just stop at a kiosk. Serious, you know what? The, I, the glasses, they're they're super I honestly, this is some petty shit. And yes, my god, my whole family is like a reference library when dealing with Trump. Like it's like I can just look up various <laughs> various edgelords that are in my family and go, oh, yeah, I got one of them. I got one of them. What do you need? Fear of doctors. Got that. All doctors are trying to kill you. Got that. Uh, Smoking is good for you. Got that. Make fun of people who have cancer. Oh, check. Got that one. Rampant proud racism. Oh, yes. That's my Uncle Jerry. He was super proud of that. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. My whole family is a it, I, you know what? If you have this kind of garbage in your family, use it like a reference library. Use it as an instruct. It is instructive. Take all that garbage. If we've got it, use it to defeat it. Say, I have lived with this shit. Here's what not to do. Yeah. Uh, Did I ever tell you? I never probably even told you about the, like, I have so many of these stories, Dan. I, don't, I can't even count them. When we were when we were at home for the holidays, I looked at Oscar at one point and said, having seen like my family and how I how I lived and grew up, I turned out like a lot better than I could have. Right. And he's like, (laughs) he's like, yeah, you beat the statistical average on this one. Like, it's just I I could be so much more weird than I am. So I'm pretty proud of that. Just be proud of where you've come. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. We've all come from something, something, something. Speaking of people who've come from something, Maureen, I feel like you're just setting me up today. You're you're handing me perfect 
segues. Impeachment.fy. I want to uh I want to reach back Maureen to the days of what was it last? It was about a year ago, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um when Donald Trump had a sports team over to the White House during the government shutdown and so he claimed that he bought a, a room's worth of fast food. Was that a year ago? I think it was. Could have been more, could have been less. Who knows? What is time? Could have been yesterday. Could have been. I don't understand anything no. anymore. But the point being, Maureen Johnson, we have... Uh, time is a flat circle. It is. We have some new information on who arranges for sports teams to come to the White House. It's a good thing that we have this information because I've been sitting here dying to know that shit. Well, I, I think that it also would then lie into who actually buys all of the hamburgers. hamburgers. Because Maureen Johnson, hamburgers. it turns out that it's Rudy Giuliani's son. What? What? Yes. He has a $90,000 a year job at the White House as the sports team liaison. What? And he looks uncannily like a cross of Eric Trump and Rudy Giuliani. Let me see this. Let me see this. Oh. Oh, my. All right. Well, let's see. what. Let me see if I can describe what we're looking at here. So we're just going to start. From the neck, we're gonna not do the head. I'm just starting at the shoulders down. <laughs> so what we've got is a real basic sports jacket in a navy, deep navy or blue with a lapel pin match, and an open collared shirt. So it looks like a real Trumpy sport coat. You know what I mean? Like he, that standard yeah. navy blue black that he wears. Now I'm gonna slide my hand up to reveal the face. Oh yeah, mouth is Rudy. He's got that weird Rudy, like it's all top teeth a little bit, and the lip. I thought that that Rudy's look was a denture thing, but it turns out that's, that is genetics. That's, that's face. But then we get. I'm going to cover that up. Yeah, the top half is all Eric. Like he's got that Eric slick back, red blonde hair. They love. Yeah. Why do they slick their hair back like that? <laughs> I want to know <laughs> because. It- because it was cool in like 1976. I, I think I'm not joking down. I want to sit with this for a moment. Who slicks their hair back like that? Only these guys. Yeah. Only these guys. I mean, these guys and like cartoon mobsters. I mean, it's the least flattering thing you can do because this guy has. He's got a fair expanse of forehead that. It wouldn't hurt to swing some of that hair over. I mean, I think that would just be a very fetching <laughs> swing a little bit down. Let it come down a little bit. But it also seems to kind of round out around his head. Now, I don't want to. It's wrong to make fun of someone's appearance. I'm not. There's nothing. There's He's fine. He's a fine human being. He's probably not. You know what I mean? Like physically, you're just you're the human being that you are. <laughs> I just want to know why yeah. they slick their hair back like that, because they've all got that goddamn hairstyle. They all do it. Right. Everything else is just shit he's born with, but the hairdo is a choice. But it's like their signature hairdo. Is this like North Korea where there's it only is. like 14 like government-issued hairdos? That's a thing. Is it like... In your, the is Trump- it really? Yeah. 
there's a thing in North Korea that they're only like sanctioned hairdos and there's a chart. So when you go in to get your hair cut, you just point at one of the allowed styles. Wow, I did not know this. Yeah, look it up. It's a it's a very real, very disturbing thing that you have to choose. Like there's a men's one, there's a women's one. You go in and you say, I want a number six or whatever. Wow. Yep. And I feel like they have a chart in the White House, except it's like you either slick it back or you have a toupee. I don't know. Like, is it just it's all slick back. I think oh. that like they have the same chart. It's like a it's like just uh, heads from screenshots of Goodfellas. Yeah, like one of these guys has got to whip a comb out of his back pocket every once in a while and just slick that hair back and go, hey, <laughs> One of these motherfuckers has a comb in his back pocket and I'm here for it. <coughs> but yeah, so 90, 90K uh, a year to talk to sports teams and bring them to the White House. And to probably procure large amounts of fast food. Dan... It's it's these little moments that just really bring it home that there are thousands of jobs, departments that are just leaking. It's like we are a body with a thousand cuts right now. And maybe yeah. we think the one up here is going to get us, but you should take a look at your foot because there is a lot of blood coming out of your foot and the, the gangrene and like every department is infected with him. Everything, our secrets are out. Our judiciary is full of garbage. We've got children in cages. We've got like terrible laws being passed. We're eroding the environment. We're trying to cut up national parks and we're fucking up all of our foreign uh, relations. And we're, I, I, I'm not being jolly. <laughs> jingle, jingle. Shut up. Yes. No, it, don't <sighs> shut up. Dan, talk to me about the impeachment, because one weird thing about this is that all this time we've spent talking and you've been working on the impeachment, we actually haven't talked much about, about what's going on. We've kind of reacted to the day, but we haven't kind of reflected on what is going on. And you're someone that literally sits in this trench every day, and I just see, you're, it's like you're in a trench, like there's a field, and I see that there's a little trench dug out, and every once in a while... A little pair of eyes pops up. I see him in the distance. He looks out with binoculars and then he sinks back down again to, to type. And that's you, Dan. It is me. It's, it is funny. Like when I sat down to do these notes, it was like, man, we barely talked about the impeachment on this, on this podcast. And I think that the reason for that is the fucking inquiries lasted for two weeks. Like the public hearings run by the House in- Intelligence Committee were two weeks long. And we uh, we actually held out and recorded after day one. And then suddenly they were over a week later and it was then it was Thanksgiving and we recorded a Thanksgiving cast. And uh, it was real. I don't. Like, my first reflection is, oh, my God, Maureen, I think that they sped through that too fast. The They crammed a dozen witnesses 
into two weeks, but two weeks is being generous because it was actually six days, right? If I got Tuesday through Thursday, was it 12 people? one week it was 12 people. They double stacked most days. Um, sometimes they had two people up at, at one time, even if they were only sort of vaguely connected. Um, they blew through that in record time. And I don't understand that logic. Um, there, there's got, I mean, I would just say that there's got to be some logic. There's got to be a reason that this was the chosen pathway. I mean, the best I can guess is they wanted to, they want to have this whole thing wrapped before the new year. Right. And time is not on the side. If that is your end goal, then time is not on your side in terms of trying to get shit done in November and December. I mean, good Lord, we all know what it's like to do work in November and December. It's like you get three days of work done and then suddenly it's a fucking holiday and then you get three more days of work done and now there's a fucking cookie party and then you get a day of work done and suddenly everyone's gone. You know, like, and yet they're trying to impeach the president in that same overlay. Um, so it's, they are compressing to get it done. So they had to wrap this stuff uh, before they took a week off for Thanksgiving so that they could move on to the next stuff, which starts this week. But boy, I... And to be clear on what this... I have to say. This stuff and that stuff is... Yeah. The... The first was the House Intelligence Committee where they heard from witnesses. Yeah, they so even before that, so the House Intelligence uh, Oversight and uh, one other committee that I can't remember right now. Um, uh, yeah, not blanking on the third. The through those three committees had about a hundred and some odd members across the three of them did closed door hearings for the whole month of October, basically. Mm -hmm. um, they talked to more than a dozen witnesses, if I'm not mistaken, in that time for, you know, eight hours or so at a stretch. Um, then we moved into the public phase, which began um, with a vote in early November and then moved to two weeks of public hearings. Um, that wrapped up right before Thanksgiving. And as we are recording, we're recording this on Tuesday, the 3rd of December. You all are listening to this probably on the 4th of December. Um, the House Intelligence Committee wrote a summary report that they are now circulating among members and will be voting on this evening, at which point that report will be passed to the Judiciary Committee and a new phase of the impeachment will start tomorrow, where the Judiciary Com Committee will also hold open hearings. Um, but they are focused on first evaluating the evidence that they are given by intelligence and then second drafting articles of impeachment. Mm -hmm if they if they deem the evidence warrants it um 
the the weird thing is tomorrow they are holding their first public hearing Wednesday. Uh, it is not a fact witness hearing. It is four law professors talking about the Constitution. Okay. So that's cool. And then from there, we don't know what they're doing because they haven't scheduled anything. So all we know is that there's four law professors coming to talk about the Constitution. Question mark, question mark, question mark, profit. Basically, question mark, question mark, question mark, probably a vote five days before Christmas on impeaching the president on the House floor. Now, what about people like Don McGahn, John Bolton, all of these people who might testify? Right. So Don McGahn uh, is the had a case like we talked about. He is one of the people that the House. um I believe it was oversight sued back in the spring. They wanted him to come to talk uh, back when they were um, doing hearings around uh, Mueller stuff. Um, And he refused. The White House said he couldn't go. uh, And so they sued that. That case has made it to um, the Court of Appeals, the, the, the final court before the Supreme Court, but they are going to do oral arguments in January. Um, Bolton, who is the former national security advisor, he is part of a lawsuit uh, that his deputy, a guy named Charles Kupperman, filed um, asking for a judicial decision on whether or not um, they should follow a House subpoena or they should follow White House directive to not comply. That suit has its first hearing December 10th. Okay. So, um, but it will get appealed, right? No matter what happens, I mean, that's a hearing. It's not a ruling. And no matter what happens, it's absolutely going to be appealed. Um, you know, the the White House strategy seems to be, yeah, we might keep losing all of these cases, but we can just appeal them and it will draw it out. You know, if things reach the Supreme Court, likely there will not be rulings on that sort of stuff. If they decide to hear a case, there would not be rulings until the summer. So witnesses effectively blocked. Yeah, White House witnesses, unless they're willing to to break the subpoena. And we saw a number during the intelli- right. intelligence hearings. Um, you know, Fiona Hill uh, works for the National Security Council, which is a which is a White House uh, thing. You know, Alexander Vindman, like all there were people that actually defied the White House directive. But the Sondland, the people who were in the room where it happened, mm-hmm. none of them are willing to uh, break it. Even if they seem like someone like John Bolton, who seems to be entirely against what went down, mm-hmm. he will not testify. However, he is writing a book. He's writing a book and he's an asshole, right? Yeah. Like it seems to yeah, be, like don't, don't mistake him for his being a main reason is I don't, I don't like what happened, but I think that the presidency is essentially like I believe in an imperial presidency. And so that's more important. I don't like Lord Vader, but I work for him. Exactly. 
exactly. You know, I don't like Lord Vader. I think Lord Vader's fucked up the empire, but I believe in the empire is essentially his. And so I don't, I won't testify against the empire. Right. Cool. It's not that cool. It's great. It's not that cool. Great, Maureen. I, don't know what I have to say, I am, I am very skeptical of this super accelerated time frame that they're on. I think that it's, I think it was, I don't understand the strategy. I really don't. I, I guess one of the things to give everybody hope is that there are a couple things. The testimony was very strong. Yeah. Like it was super strong, unblinking testimony. So they also have a lot of documents. Um, yep. They have a lot of information. They are fighting all of these fights to get these people to testify. And there are all these rulings coming down about ancillary pieces of information like Trump's financial documents, tax returns, etc. So this is a, a war with multiple fronts. Yeah. So, I mean, act, as we're describing it, there's six, seven different battles going on to get information. Yeah. And the administration lo is losing almost all of them. Yeah. So they can put off a lot of stuff. They can try to block, but they... um. They are losing a whole bunch of stuff. And more information keeps coming out. Yeah. But. Will any of it. Will any of it actually. Matter. Hit its mark. I, yeah. I guess what that that part is unclear to me. What do we think the end goal is here, Dan? On whose part? I mean, I'm, I've been pro-impeachment for a long time. And I realize yeah. it may fail in the Senate. But he will be impeached. And there yes. is information out there about what he's done wrong. Yes. And... He, he, I think that there is very little chance that he won't be impeached by the House. As I think is... is in inevitable. Mm -hmm. And the Senate is probably not going to convict him. But no, and I think that the Senate may recognize the opportunity that they have been handed, which is to actually, instead of do what you'd think they'd do, which is, uh, okay, yeah, let's vote. Nope, didn't, nope, we're not removing him, right? But instead to draw it out for a real long time, which will fuck with the Democratic primary season. Hmm. Because uh, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, uh, 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 what's her name from Minnesota? Uh, Amy um, Klobuchar. Klobuchar. None of them can leave Washington while the impeachment is happening. I did not even so, think of that. Yeah, there it's because they, they they've already said it will be six days a week. Um, well, it's okay. We have so we have Joe Biden I, and his no malarkey bus, so we'll be fine. 
And we've got Mayor Pete. Like, got Yang. Anyway, I think that 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 is a very real possibility because, you know, votes happen the first week of February and uh, and then keep going from there. And um, and boy, you could really throw a number of wrenches into the mix by drawing it out and especially by spending a lot of time on the crazy shit that kept getting shut down from the previous hearings. So it's it's going to be a wild ass ride, Maureen. Yeah, I mean, I, yes. <laughs> I mean, I. <laughs> here's what I think we can say with certainty. 2020 will be a spicy meatball. Oh, the spiciest. Like, it's going to be so spicy. So I think maybe what we should do this December is really focus on what good things we can do to get ourselves really prepared like rested and good coping strategies to prepare for it. Cause we are all going to have to get out there and fight, do jobs. Yep. And um, we're going to have to be working with each other, maybe forming like lots of neighborhood and town and interpersonal and family coalitions to like go out together to work for stuff. Um, just make sure everybody has some soup and a jacket and, you know, did you take a nap? Have you had, you know, some water to drink? It's going to be something, Dan. And the more I'm thinking about what you're saying is the more I'm, you know, it's going to be, oh, it's, you know, impeachment here. Now I'm clicking. I have a hair clip that I'm just, just clicking, like, <laughs> just. You know, See, you now you know why I spin scissors. But like, can I just say something crazy? What if something? Yeah, I love crazy. What if something happened that made the Senate vote against him? What does that? Could that look? I mean, it's it's not it's not a zero chance, right? It's not a zero chance. It's a very 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 low. There, what could do it? I mean, I I think there is always the chance that at some point somebody realizes wait i hate that dude <laughs> right like this is a guy who has managed to make zero friends with the exception of lindsey graham right like but even then like lindsey graham could like come out of the trance that he's been in and and at which point it does feel like there is a single finger holding in the dam, right? The cracked dam. And that dam could burst. It's not a zero chance. Yeah. I mean, if he ceases to be useful at some point, they will throw him out so fast. The second he ceases being useful, he will be thrown out like some chicken that's been left out on the counter for a day and a half. I mean, they, they will get him out. They, I think they want yeah. nothing more. They just, I mean, that's certainly there's, you know, report after report of Republicans in private saying that they are, you know, sick of this shit and all of that, but private don't matter. None in this world anymore. No, but maybe something that will happen Maybe something will happen that 
they'll decide he's not useful anymore. Maybe. Yeah. It's not a non-zero chance. Unless it maybe there, or it's a non-zero. Maybe chance. there is something wrong with his health, and he'll you know just start. <laughs> also true. Because there there is something wrong with his health. I'm yes. He's not a well man. No, he is not. And I don't. He is not. But says Whovians. I do think the buddy system is in effect here. Yeah. Did Check we, on your friends. We got to be more jolly next Check week. Check on though. each other. Yeah. I got, I, I, I'm, I'm having, I'm struggling to find the jolly, Maureen. Let's, struggling. Let's find struggling. it this week. Let's find our jolly. Because I still have to work on how to get uh, the, how to organize the funding for the food bank, which is something I'm going to be working on this week. So. It's true. And I am in the process of, of finalizing some says Whovia Patreon gifts, which is actually is a source of real jolly because holy cow, y'all are supporting us, helping make this happen. And that is that is amazing because says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. I just heard from our map illustrator late last night mm-hmm. and she is finalizing the map right now. Yay! It's so good. Yeah. Everything I've seen so far is so good. One of my one of my favorite things about this project is she was like, "Oh, but I forgot to ask you which way is north." So, I sorted that out. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's uh that that is a gift that is going to our $10 and up patreon backers if you've been backing for four months either up to now or in the future uh this incredible map is heading to you and we are also finalizing our coping boxes which are going to be elaborate and amazing and go to four month backers at the 25 dollar level yeah we're making stuff personally like we're actually dan and i are making things for you yeah, like a lot of things, and it's going to be great. Personal, amazing stuff. Uh, it's patreon.com slash says who. Maureen Johnson, our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Who's jolly. That guy's, a, that guy's a living jingle. He is. Jingle, jingle. Our original logo was designed by Darth. I got in there and did it. That is some... You did. I snuck and in. Man, that is... That is some holiday cheer. Darth is a walking panda of holiday cheer. That's true. We love you, Darth. We love you, Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard and Maureen Johnson, let me tell you. That Facebook group is blowing up with tons of people doing says who you projects, which is taking time away from the news to do things for yourselves. And one says who has set up a says who Minecraft server. Yeah, I saw that. That my 14 year old has joined. Oh, Maureen. my God. If I knew a thing about Minecraft, I would do that. He is in the Facebook, not not my 14 year old, but the guy that set it up. He is in the Facebook giving people pointers and help and helping people get set up on it. So it's pretty it's pretty amazing and kind of cool to be, you know, the 14 year old reports back every now and then about all the different ways that people in this little in this little 
says Hoovy and Minecraft Village are helping each other out. So that's that's pretty great. Speaking of helping out, spread the word. Subscribe and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. If you're buying it someone truly does help us out. Find someone a device this holiday season, just pre just just get in there first, whatever, and just subscribe to says who. It's free. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. You're giving them and you're giving them a device. They should just shut up and listen, you know? Exactly. It's true. Man. Who are they? Who are they to complain? <laughs> Make it the only thing on the whole phone. Yeah, get rid of all the other apps and all block all other yeah. things. Just say this is a says who device. It's perfect. It's perfect. You can join us on that device on December 11th for our next episode. That's right. We'll have found our jingle by then. Yeah. We will. I can tell you stories about our Christmas village next weekend. All right. Next week, all right. Maureen. Because right. we have... We've really built that thing out. Mostly the cemetery. From my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. And from a place of happiness, place of joy, uh, a place that exists not in the physical world, but in a oh in an emotional, spiritual place that that is not, we don't inhabit alone, <sighs> that we share with one another because we choose oh this time God. of year to share as a, 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 a conceptual emotional place which we have chosen the darkest month of the year to raise light by joining hands with each other not sometimes not literally but it's also sometimes literally and sometimes we're alone but sometimes we are together but we all in fact are together in oh this God. emotional place which i call new york city and remember to watch out for each other that includes you know making sure everyone is fed around you and if you don't have time to feed other people what you can do oh is you can sign up god damn i saw this mm. one god damn mm. it what what's the matter i'm just saying that you could sign up you're just gonna do a fucking blue apron to who apron backslash says who backslash holiday backslash gov to get 600 free boxes of of sorry just saying nothing Nothing, nothing. Just, just say I'm, your name, Maureen. Let's just wrap this what? up. Do you just need to wrap up the end here? Like Come a, on, like just a, say like your a name. holiday present. Wrap it up like a holiday gift. No, like just no, like the end of an episode. Put a bow on it, like a holiday gift. Like a holiday gift. It's sure. Right. Yeah, let's just say that. Say that. Yes. I'm sure. Filled with gratitude. I'm. Full of good cheer, despite some things that may have been said. I'm full of optimism about the future. I'm full of appreciation for all you do, Dan. Uh, okay, that's great. Just, just say your name. I'm. Just say your name. Dan Singer. This has been says who. Dot F-Y-I.